Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that doesn't need three spoonfuls of sriracha jam to delight your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is a 21-grain salute to the end of boring bread, a brand on a mission to make the most out of every loaf, to rid the world of GMOs and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. But Dave's Killer Bread has done more than raise the bar on bread. In fact, Dave's Killer Bread was built on the belief that second chances can change lives. When its founder, Dave, the guy with the guitar you see on every loaf, returned to the family bakery after 15 years in prison. Dave took that chance and ended up creating what would become the country's number one organic bread while never forgetting his not-so-easy path. That's why at Dave's Killer Bread, they proudly practice second-chance employment, hiring the best person for the job, regardless of criminal background. And by the taste of it, things have worked out rather well. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread amplified. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Just a friendly reminder that right now, get any size iced coffee before 11 a.m. for just 99 cents. And a satisfying sausage McMuffin with egg is just two seventy nine. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Just now, Terry and his friends find themselves on the Burma Road somewhere in China. They started out to make movies of this road for the Chinese government, but were forced to land Jude Hennig's plane near the town of Lashio. Then in the fog, they heard a distant plane crash. The injured pilot bore a strange resemblance to Terry. We'll learn more about this extraordinary likeness in today's transcribed adventure, so listen closely. Terry and the Pirates is brought to you by the makers of Libby's Tomato Juice, one of Libby's hundred famous foods. Isn't it a grand and glorious feeling to bounce out of bed in the morning brim full of pep? Now, you ought to feel that way, and your mother sure wants it just as much as you do, or maybe more. So here's something you both should know. One of the secrets of tip-top health is to eat the right things, and foods that are rich in vitamins are very important. For instance, every single day you should get plenty of vitamin C, and that's easy and mighty pleasant to do. For Libby's tomato juice famous for its wonderful red-ripe flavor, is rich in vitamin C. Isn't that a break, boys and girls? This juice you'd want to drink just for pure pleasure is a fine source of important vitamin C. And it gives you other vitamins, too. A and B1 and G. So start right away to drink a big, cold glass full of Libby's tomato juice daily. Maybe you'll have it for breakfast. Libby's tomato juice can't be beat as a breakfast drink. Or have your glass full between meals or at any time of day, just so long as you get it. Now remember, tomorrow's the day to start. From tomorrow on, drink a glass of Libby's tomato juice daily. And now, Terry and the Pirates. While Terry and Jude were examining the wrecked plane, Pat Ryan, Burma, and April Kane started down the Burma Road for someone who would take the injured pilot and give him medical attention. They met the famous Mrs. Finch, known to thousands of workers as the mother of Burma Road. She was in charge of the Chinese orphanage where Burma and April were expecting to go to work. So, now let's join the Chinese servant lad, Connie, who struggles along the road with luggage and the parrot Terry received for Christmas. You make very bad talk back, honorable parrot. Uh, 
We make walk from our plane chug wagon to make talk with Missy Burma and Missy April for Hatsby. All right, Connie. Wait up a minute. I'll lend your hand. Oh, goodness, my. Is Mr. Terry to give Connie hand with luggage and foot with tire? Uh-huh. Well, that's too many back with his plane, Connie. Didn't know you were trying to carry all the luggage in the parrot, too. This is so candle. Here, I'll take this stuff and the bird. Oh, uh, it is uh-huh. wise man who say... Give somebody birth? Uh, <laughs> yeah, perhaps, please. I'll take the parrot now. Come on, Pat. Up on my shoulder. Okay. Uh, we'll leave you at the orphanage with April and Burma. All right, then, Connie, we'll divide up this junk. Make the walking easier. I'm most eager to see Chinese orphan house. Yeah, now that the fog has drifted away, we should have no trouble finding it. And see hurt one who has faith. Designed like Mr. Terry. Uh, that's quite a thing, huh? Or oh, that pilot could pass for my twin brother. Well, it gave me a funny feeling, almost like looking in a mirror, only there wasn't any mirror. You and Mr. Doodle know of who pilot is? No, neither Doodle nor I found anything of value in his plane, Connie, and nothing in his uniform to identify him. That is, except a letter. I'll give honorable one name, perhaps? No, it was just, uh, well, more like a message. Didn't mean anything to do, and it was certainly all Greek to me. <laughs> yeah, just like I don't understand you, old timer. Mr. Terry, agree, pirate man live like same again? Yeah, I think the pilot will live. I think a few days at the orphanage, and then he can be moved to a regular hospital. I'm anxious to have a talk with him, see if our voices are anything alike. Now, Connor, remember your manners. I understand this woman who runs this place is quite a person. Connie's Viva is torn with sympathy if humility is not all hearty daily. This must be the place, but I don't see April or Burma around. Yeah, I'd like to see Pat and tell him about the note we found on the pilot. Yes? Oh, uh, excuse me, but I'm... You're Terry Lee. Come on in. Don't stand there looking at me. I know I'm a shark. Yes, I, I mean, thank you. Bring that Chinese boy with you in that luggage. <laughs> what on earth do you expect to do with a parrot? Is there enough chattering in this orphanage without a parrot? Well, you see, uh... Well, come on in, Connie. You see, ma'am... The uh, friends are around somewhere. I put the girls to work. It's funny to do. Did the pilot get here all right? Certainly not. He's a mighty sick person. Two coolies carried him here in a litter. No, I mean, he, he's here, resting. Well, as well as could be expected after an airplane crash. Now, let me see. I can put this Chinese boy to work. Oh, please, Lily Wan. Don't you Lily Wan me, young man. I've been in China too long to stand for such nonsense. Wise man say... What's your name? Uh, what do they call you? Uh, most of the time, people point finger. But humble name Nick is Connie. Connie, is it? Yeah. Very well, Connie. You go out through that door. Yes, down there... We'll find Burma and April bathing babies. Tell them I sent you. You can start hauling water. If you please, ask You had better run along, Connie. Uh, it is so sad. One never appreciates the shade of tree until Connie falls. Everyone around here has to work, Cherry Lee. I can't afford to do otherwise. Now, what will you do for you? Well, I, uh, if it wouldn't be too much trouble, I, I'd like to see the pilot of the crashed plane. Very well. Uh-huh. But you'll have to get rid of that feathered alarm clock. Come this way. I'll take you out to the wood pile and you can leave the bird there. You can stop that work now, Mr. Lyon. Huh? Oh. Don't tell me you have an assistant wood shopper, Mrs. French. One never knows. Uh-huh. Oh. Well, Terry, here's our chance. 
I have the axe and you have the pad. That's that pad soap. Uh, you save that axe for the wood, Pat. I'll put up with knick-knack a little while longer. You can put the bird in here, Parrot. This is a coop made for just such a fowl. All right, Mrs. Finch. I hope you won't be any bother. Oh, I can put up with anything these days. Now then, birdie. In you go, fella. <laughs> go on, knick-knack. Don't learn any funny words while I'm gone. Well, where are you going, Terry? Come on in with me. Mrs. Finch is going to take me in to see the pilot. Oh, I'd like to see him. Of course, if he's still unconscious, there's nothing we can oh, say. I'll put him in a small room. As soon as we can get a doctor, there's one to supply these for. Well, there he is. Sleeping like one of the Chinese babies. He's evidently not in any pain. Well, Mrs. Finch, did you notice the amazing resemblance between... Terry and this man in bed? Let me see. Yes. Yes, they look much alike. Same shaped face and coloring. Hair about the same. Have you talked it all since he was brought in? No, and only gave him something to ease the pain to make him sleep. I was wondering if our voices are anything alike. You know, strange that you should meet somebody way over here on the Boomer Road who looks enough like you to be your twin brother. And you're sure you don't know who this injured pilot is? No, no. You know, we thought you might know something about him, ma'am. I've never seen him before. But because I don't know him, that's not unusual. There are hundreds of new flyers and soldiers and all, and they pass along this road every day. New faces, new uniforms. How do you think this man is? Oh, I don't know. His ribs are broken, collarbone. We'll find out when the medical officer from the field arrives. When will that be? Well, it's hard to tell. If there's no bombing there, we may be here any minute. And again, next Monday. Next Monday? Young man, this is the Boomer Road. That's the answer to everything. Life and death march hand in hand along here. Doctor's here and gone before you know it. Now, you see another of patient. Shall we step outside? Yeah. We can't talk to him, so... Now then, do you want me to stand here and tell me you don't know anything about that injured flyer in there? Well, we took him out of the smashed plane. We placed him on the ground. Burma, April, and I came here for help. What have you got to report, Terry? Well, dude and I searched the plane. We didn't find anything to identify the pilot, no maps or... Well, say, I almost forgot. It's about time. He found a note in his pocket before you people took him in here, Mrs. Finch. Well, what'd you learn? Uh, here it is. If you can make anything out of it, you're better than we are. Let me see. Hmm. I don't claim to have supernatural powers, but this rice paper comes from Yunnan province. Well, you're batting 100% so far, ma'am. Handwriting's that of a woman. No doubt of that. She uses a brush pen and she's been educated abroad, but she's largely oriental. Oh, that sounds like the dragon lady. What do you know of the dragon lady? Oh, we know plenty, and it's all bad. Hmm. So then we may hazard a guess that this is a note from the dragon lady. But let's not be too sure. Oh, I read the note, Pat. You see, it's uh, addressed to somebody she calls Captain B. Just the initial B. Yes. It says here, this note will introduce my representative. Oh, a pilot, I suppose. Yes, although she doesn't mention my name. She goes on to say, yes, something about Cherry Blaze. Cherry Blaze? What does that mean? Well, gentlemen, my business is to look after homeless children. I'm not a detective, but I can tell you a few things. About the pilot, you mean? I don't know his name, and I don't know if he's working for the dragon lady or not, but I can tell you this much. This note is addressed to one of the most amazing people I've ever met in China. Let me tell you, I've met quite a few in my time. Well, then, then you know who Captain B is? That's the famous, or I should say, infamous Captain Blaze. 
Captain Blaine. He's a crook and a smuggler. One of the finest hosts you'll ever meet. He's as jolly as he is crooked. He's a Robin Hood, the like of which you'll never believe until you see him. And what did the letter mean by the word Steely Blaine? Well, that, I believe, is his daughter. I've never met her, but I'm sure Siri is her name. Well, can you try that? Well, so then... Siri Blaine. So then we piece this affair together. The injured pilot, who looks so much like Terry, may be working for the Dragon Lady. He was on his way to meet this Captain Blaze as her representative and some smuggling job, eh? Well, that's the way it appears to me. Now, here's your letter. And may good luck attend you. Well, thanks, Mrs. Finch, but... Well, we're not bothering with this Captain Blaze or anybody else. No, no, we have a job. We're going to take movies of the Burma Road for the Chinese government, the army. As far as we're concerned, the dragon lady is a dead duck. Hmm. It's as simple as all that, huh? Why not? Mr. Lyon, Mr. Lee, I don't like to disillusion you. If you came to the Burma Road to take moving pictures, you have to be mistaken. But we made a deal. Uh, General Chang and... Well, it's all set. We have cameras and film. The dude has a plane. I know, I know. But there are dozens of Americans along this road. They all have certain jobs to do for your country and the Chinese army. And these jobs are also an excuse to do other jobs. I don't get it. You and your friends are officially under orders from the Chinese army, Mr. Ryan. Yes, that's true. So take pictures. Listen to me, Mr. Ryan. On Monday next, you and your friends will come to me, you understand? And I'll have some official orders for you. You will? What? Well, I thought you were... I'm to think so, young man. Meanwhile, remember, a single word can carry a thousand miles, so remain silent. We shall talk again here at the Chinese Orphanage next Monday. Say, do you suppose Mrs. Finch is secretly one of the most trusted agents of the Chinese Army? I'll give you a clue to next Monday's carry thrill in just a moment. Now be sure to ask your mother to get some Libby's tomato juice. It's the refreshing, peppy, glorious tasting juice of red ripe tomatoes. It's the drink that makes breakfast something to look forward to, that makes a between meal glassful a real pepper upper. And it's a drink that's rich in vitamin C. Everybody needs vitamin C. You need it, your whole family needs it. So drink plenty of Libby's tomato juice. And try Libby's pineapple juice, too. It also supplies vitamin C. Tastes marvelous because it's pressed from field-ripened Hawaiian pineapples. The name is Libby, L-I-B-B-Y-F. Say, it looks as if Terry and that much-injured pilot, the pilot is one of the Dragon Lady's men, and is on his way to meet the infamous Captain Blaze. Why, say, that sounds like big stuff popping. So let's be sure and tune in for the orders Mrs. Finch gives to Pat and Jude and Terry on Monday's Transcribed Adventures. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Just a friendly reminder that right now, get any size iced coffee before 11 a.m. for just 99 cents. And a satisfying sausage McMuffin with egg is just $2.79. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.